Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to unlock the knowledge. It has been a while, but we got a lot of talk to talk today, including Hayden Christensen not done with Darth Vader after the Kenobi series, and of course, Star Wars Vision 2. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny. Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to unlock the knowledge. The Star Wars podcast heard around the galaxy, and you know you're coming in to the Dark Temple. Visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many other Force sensitives like yourself. <laughs> I am Lord Dagavir, and I am so glad to be back here. We missed last week just because so many things have happened. Finally, life caught up to me. Work has been absolutely crazy. Dude, I literally have no time. I, I, I really only had a couple minutes, a couple seconds just to get this podcast out. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to get it going. But don't worry, fam. Kenobi's coming back, and you know your boy is going to be sitting there with the reactions. But fam, it's going to be May. Today is May. It is May 1st. We are three days, three days away from May the 4th and then the 5th. And then, of course, a couple weeks after that, we're going to have Star Wars celebration. Oh my goodness gracious. Are you freaking ready for this? <laughs> I feel like none of us are actually ready for what's about to go down. I keep thinking about this in general, and like, I, dude, I actually feel like there's even more Star Wars projects, Star Wars video games that are actually going to be announced. But here's the thing. If they announce so much on the May 4th, then what are they going to do at Star Wars Celebration? Here's the thing. I actually think there's going to be enough at Star Wars Celebration. And I could see another Kenobi trailer happening on May the 4th, and maybe something else, maybe just a little snippet, maybe a trailer for a video game. Who knows what's gonna be happening, but man, man, And where's that Andor's trailer, for real? I feel like Andor has been around for so long, and we haven't seen it. But you know what? Ah, fam, we have so much to talk about today. So, (coughs) actually, as I choke because I don't know how to breathe. Star Wars Visions Season 2. Project Ragtag Revide. Hayden Christensen not yet done with Darth Vader. This is what he says. The extent of his journey remains to be seen, which is kind of crazy because I have so much to talk about that. And of course, what happened with Hayden Christensen a while back about him almost voice acting the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars series, which I've talked about several times. And of course, watching Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, man, I have to get ready for a Kenobi series, fam. It has been crazy. So first thing I'm going to do is actually go over Q&A because everyone that listens to the podcast, I got to treat them right. I got to talk to them. I got to interact with them. It has been so long, fam. And here we are with the first question from Bongo's Galaxy. He says, if characters from any era could interact with each other, who would you want to see together? And what would you want to happen between them? Didn't Rebels make this possible? Man, that's so funny. Yes, I feel like a lot of Star Wars in general is pretty incredible. Honestly, uh, one of my first things, honestly, right off the bat, it, it's Ahsoka and Rey. Like, I just, I thought in The Rise of Skywalker, at the very least, Ahsoka would have been at the end celebrating with everybody. You know, I think that would be really cool. I would love a, a table as well with, like, Anakin Skywalker, Kylo Ren, and Luke Skywalker all sitting together at a table. Like, that would be really cool. That would be that would be a really great conversation for reals, you know. Um, but definitely like Ahsoka and, and Ray, I would love to see them kind of talk and and figure out what's going on. I also, of course, wanted um, Ray to kind of 
uh, not not uh, not be involved, but at the very least engage with Anakin Skywalker Force Ghost at some level as well. And of course, Kylo Ren. Man, I just feel like that would be uh, really cool to get a, a Ghost Anakin Skywalker, uh, Ghost Luke Skywalker, and Kylo Ren. Kind of oh damn, I, I guess they I guess it would all be a ghost. It would be a ghost party, you know, because <laughs> they're all dead, uh, dead. Wah! Um, man, uh, Mando. Yeah, Mando, and of course. I don't know, Mando and, like, just the three of them, like, with Grogu and and Rey and Finn and Poe. I don't know. I'm just really big on the new characters, you know? I love seeing the story kind of get intertwined and just continue to extend and, and be fleshed out. And I want more of that. I want more of that so bad. And I think we are. I think we're going to get some more of it. I'm pretty excited. I really feel like they're absolutely going to continue the stories with these characters. And we just got to wait and see. But, well, you know what? With Mandalorian coming up, Mandalorian Season 3, Ahsoka... Um, Oh man, and so many other ah, freaking series. I feel like we're gonna get so much. It's it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Bongo. I appreciate you, fam. Uh, cry. Uh, Cryo Boy, I always have trouble saying this name, thank you so much, says the Galaxy of Adventures anime was so good for them being short little videos. Would you like to see a full Disney Plus series done like this? And what era would you want to see covered? That is actually so funny because I actually used to do these uh, montages, these uh, AM, animating music videos, and of course I used Galaxy of Adventures because it, the animation was so incredible. And it was actually uploaded on the Star Wars Kids channel, it still is, um, but they stopped it. I think they stopped it like two years ago we haven't seen a new episode since and I was totally on board and I think in my old videos I was talking about like how incredible like the animation was and how it's so perfect and I was just like yeah absolutely give me like give them a whole series you know and I, hopefully they have whatever the studio is doing that you know hopefully they have gotten their own project or something that we're going to see here in the future. Uh, I think there's like Jedi Tales or Stories of the Jedi Tales. I think that's going to be happening. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen in the in the future with all these other animated shows. And of course, I'm actually really surprised uh, or intrigued in curiosity as to whether who's going to be the person that picks up the bulk of the work when Dave Filoni goes to full time into live action. Uh, I feel like he's, he's not going to be able to do everything all at once, you know? So I guess we'll see. I guess uh, we're going to have to wait and see uh, what's going on. But, oh, man, uh, awesome questions. Right off the bat, let's freaking go. Soto Fam says, with the announcement of Visions Season 2, what do you hope to see? Kenobi is very close to its first episode. Where do you think we will start? As being the coolest Let's Go Star Wars guy, how does it feel? Man, it feels really weird because I do not feel cool at all. <laughs> but thank you so much, Soto Fam. You're always such a hype, fam. I, lo I love seeing you around. So... This is the thing, is I, I and I guess I could kind of talk about uh, Star Wars Vision 2, uh, this is part of my podcast today, and it's literally the thumbnail, but I want to see more. And you know me, I'm already so intrigued, I'm so, oh, I'm so just captivated by uh, the grandeur, the incredibleness, the spectacle that is Star Wars Visions, and I can't tell you how many times I will literally be doing something, whether it's work, whether it's talking to my girl, whether it's literally just sitting there scrolling on my phone, I will put Star Wars Visions on in the background, it is that type of show, whether it's The Ronin, whether it's The Village Bride, whether it's, oh jeez man, it's, it's, you know, the, the Ninth Jedi, and of course The Elder, there's just so many great ideas inside that entire anthology series it's just incredible so many different stories and they're all compelling they're all interesting enough for me to, to want a live action version like the ronin give me the ronin in like mandalorian-esque looking dude i think that would be i think that'd be a banger straight up i think that would be so incredible 
Oof, man, just make it like non-canon or not even non-canon, just so many years ago, right? Oh gosh, man, I, I think that'd be so beautiful to watch. I would, I would love to watch that in, in live action. But here's the thing too, is like, the reason why I said, can Star Wars Visions be more, right? And, and we're getting Star Wars Visions too, and that's that's absolutely what I wanted. As soon as I saw it, I, I kind of hope we keep getting more of it. But here's the thing now is like, what's going to happen now with like a really popular series like The Village Bride, Ronin, The Ninth Jedi, and of course Elder, I think, are probably the most popular and the most well-loved. Why don't they get their own series? You know, why don't they get their own shows? Why don't they get their own movies? Like, I would love The Ninth Jedi to be an entire movie. I would love I would love for love for it to be in an animated trilogy. That would be so or not even trilogy, man. I I'm so tired of like trilogies. I just want I want stories. That's that's essentially what I want. How long is the story? Two, three, four, five, six, however long it needs to be. That's how long the story is gonna be, right? But the Village Bride, I think, is the perfect like Saturday morning cartoon. You know, F gets up, she's she already left that one planet that she was on she liberated that planet now she's going around in the era of order 66 and she's just kind of going on and, and finding her adventure that you know you 12 episodes 16 episodes whatever it is i think it's awesome it doesn't have to be 30 minutes 40 minutes i'm totally down for some of the episodes being six seven eight yeah you know do what you want to do have this unique take it's it's anime get these creators they're so incredible let them write let them draw let them just think about anything that they want to now because the one thing, the one negative I can say about Star Wars Visions is that you saw a lot of similarities in the stories. You know, I have a bad feeling about this. That was literally like every single episode. Um, the, you know, the whole Jedi story, essentially. I think very rarely the last uh, the last uh, story that I can't remember that was very dark. Um, and I think, of course, the Elder was as well. But just the whole idea, very similarly, I feel like they didn't really get to do what they wanted because it was the first time. Doing Doing this and they all had an opportunity to tell their Star Wars story or something that they wanted I feel like they didn't really get to be as creatively free as they wanted to be does that make sense so you know go in let's 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 take village bride let's take the Ronin let's take uh, elder and and of course uh, the ninth Jedi and and put them separately into something else so they they don't take the role of another show or another great idea in Star Wars Vision season 2 let those teams work on them separately they've already proved they can do it they already understand and they're passionate about Star Wars let them have it for themselves and just bring in other studios there are so many other studios out there i would love to see so many people get in on Star Wars anime and i think we need it oh yeah god awesome yeah there you go so fan let's go and of course his uh, last question kenobi is very close to its first episode where do you think we will start i think we're going to start right after is it right no right right after i think we're yeah i think we're going to start pretty close to where revenge of the sith left off uh like he gives it's so funny because i've been uh rereading kenobi the actual you know the legends and the material and it's so funny how that book it takes a couple pages like it excuse me it takes a couple chapters to finally get into what kenobi is doing uh, i think it's like four chapters uh and then he ends up saving a family uh and then that's where you he's in for the rest of the book essentially uh but there's really cool stuff inside uh, this book about like tuscans uh and like they're kind of like uh 
just how they're built in, in a society. And then, of course, what it means to be out in the Dune Sea and, and how these communities and neighbors really have to work together because they're all getting raided. And it's so pretty cool to see and hear them live and deal with the conflicts. Of course, uh, Tatooine in the Dune Sea, man, it is such a beautiful. Oh, God, I love it. I don't I know a lot of people are so bored of Tatooine, but damn, dude, I could. I'll live on Tatooine. I don't care, baby. Give me that every day, baby. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, but I think we're going to see him right off the start of Revenge of the Sith. Maybe, maybe even a, uh, maybe even a, maybe even a month. You know, I would say the month at the latest, honestly. Um, and I think he's going to get into that. I think he's going to slowly see him adjust to how he's just going to be living, really. You know, like how how is that going to happen? What's he doing? Is he living in a cave? Probably. Is he still wearing clothes? Does he even have clothes? What is his? Why is he on a Neogi of all things? Why isn't he on a Dewback? And that's cool too, because I can't wait to talk about why he's on a Neogi actually in one of my first videos. But I think we're going to start pretty close to Revenge of the Sith. I can't wait to see it. And I think everyone's just going to have to get on that Bad Batch uh, Clone War season seven and Revenge of the Sith watch to get ready for all the the I was going to say happiness. No, for all the sadness that's probably going to happen in Kenobi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Soda Fam. I appreciate you, my man. Uh, Saminus Prime says, it's been reported that Taiki Watiti will be back once again, voicing uh, IG-11 in The Mandalorian Season 3. Do you think it will be the same nursing droid, or will it be reprogrammed again back to an assassin IG droid? I'm hoping it's IG-88. I feel like IG-88 hasn't had any, like, lines or direction or story in the new canon. I feel like... The reason why they've done that is because the whole IG-11 thing. And I'm hoping that we finally get to see IG-88, you know? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is IG-11. But that's the thing, too, is, like, notoriously inside the Mandalorian as well as, of course, the Expanded Universe, the IG is a series of droid. So this could be IG-12. This could be IG-33. Uh, it's 47. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, who, who's to say? But you know I want to see that all black matte-looking droid with the droid rights because I feel like the only time we've ever seen him in live action, which, of course, is, is in The Empire Strikes Back, and he's dead after this the second time we see him so so yeah I, I can't wait i hope we get more of ig11 or ig88 whatever it is i don't care if it's ig07 that's fine with me fan i'm, I'm glad ig is back because one thing i think john favreau does really well and the mandalorian does is like you know they use characters and they write them off you know uh but sometimes I feel like <laughs> that's not as good as I want it to be because while I really love the characters and I love the character stories, a lot of the characters are so good. Like Quill, Quill was amazing, you know, and then, then he dies in the uh, second to last episode of the first season. IG-88, excuse me, IG-11 doesn't even live past the first season as well. So there's a lot of characters that they write really well and then of course they're gone forever. So. Do I want to see them come back? No, I don't want to see them come back because Star Wars is a, Star Wars is that pretty consistently these days. But at the end of the day, too, I feel like if we have potential with these characters, let's not Boba Fett them, right? And what I mean by Boba Fett them, let's not throw them down a Sarlacc pit and then not talk about them for the next 30 years or so. Uh, and I think Star Wars has actually has done a really good job at, at the very least of recycling these characters or continuing the stories of characters that have potential. So yeah, fam, I'm so heckin' ready and thank you so much. For your question dang yeah y'all y'all are making me get so hype again pat jackson says what's the over under for liam neeson making a force ghost appearance in the obi-wan series can you imagine the conversation between those two damn it obi-wan 
one. You had one job. <laughs> that is so funny, man. Uh, that's actually hilarious because I know he said something recently about uh, if there's anything that I want to do, it's going to be uh, if, I, if I come back as Qui-Gon Jinn, it has to be a movie. And I was just like, this is the same guy that literally did every single voice line of Qui-Gon Jinn in The Clone Wars. Don't listen to him. Do not listen to him. Don't listen to him, okay? I, there's no, it's it's so funny because every single time I hear about, Qui, uh, excuse me, Liam Neeson in Star Wars, it seems like he wanted to continue his role in some form. And he was actually really upset that he wasn't Palpatine. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm not even like really upset, like jokingly, I think, you, I think you've heard the story that Eamon Durek has told in some of the Star Wars celebrations, and he always talks about how like, he, you know, he was uh, really salty that, you know, oh, it was you, you, you were the one that was behind everything, and, and Qui-Gon was hoping it was him, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious to see how well his, his lie will hold up, um, because I remember when Spider-Man was coming out, and I'm not really a Spider-Man or Marvel fan, but I was excited to see this take on this whole multi-dimensional stuff, and I was very curious to see if they would bring in all the generations of Spider-Man. They didn't bring in Miles Morales, but they did bring in Tobey Maguire and, um, uh, Garfield, right? Is, is it, uh, I can't remember, I can't remember his full name, but the second generation of Spider-Man, and of course, uh, Tom Holland. Holland. And I remember specifically, uh, oh my God, our boy Green Goblin, uh, I love him so much, William Defoe. he said something the lines of, uh, something similar, he said, no, I'm not doing it, and if I was doing it, I wouldn't tell you guys. And I remember, I think he went into this spiel of how he didn't like how everyone was leaking things these days, um, because it's so much easier to leak stuff with social media, and it's just really hard to cover everyone's tracks these days, because there's just uh, so many moving pieces. Uh, but I, what I remember him essentially saying is like, yeah, uh, you're not going to find out if I am in it, but I'm not in it. So I feel like very, very hilariously, all of these older generation actors are kind of on this spiel of like, yeah, uh, we do business this way. But then when they get into it, they start to realize how fun it is that everyone starts to realize that they're in on these projects and they start leaking and then they, and they start letting everybody know that it's going to happen. So, uh, you know, like just like the first trailer, I think, of Spider-Man when they finally it was happening, they're like, oh my God, what the heck, you know? So, uh, yeah, um, I think it's going to happen. I, I, I would be very just, I, I would just be like scratching my head if Force Ghost Qui-Gon Jinn did not show up. Uh, or even his voice, you know, it doesn't even have to be voice, it could just literally be voice lines, you know? Um, I'll be incredibly surprised if, if that happens, if that does not happen. Um, I'm banking on it, you know? Uh, for real. I, I don't know how it wouldn't. I, I could see it. I, I really feel like it's gonna happen. But thank you so much, Pat Jackson. You are the heckin' best. Um, and then finally, uh, Jolt says, how do you think Ian McDermott will appear in Kenobi? I think as a hologram. Yeah, I'm not expecting the Emperor. Um, like, I'm really not. But if we did, <laughs> oh my god, let's go. If Listen, I'm telling you right now, if we get modern day Darth Vader as Hayden Christensen and the Emperor together, just remember Revenge of the Sith. I feel like Revenge of the Sith is one of the greatest Star Wars movies of all time that will only just continue to get better just because of all the projects that they've been doing in Star Wars. And I will always remember the last couple frames of the movie, right before Kenobi gives Luke Skywalker to Uncle Owen and everybody, right, and Amperu. And, you know, you see them on the Star, you see them on the Venator class Star Destroyer, uh, where Palpatine and Darth Vader, you know, are sitting there with their arms crossed and they're watching the Death Star being built. And, I can totally see that happen again. 
in Kenobi, you know? Maybe just for, maybe just for a second, you know? It doesn't even have to be Ian McDermott, it could just be someone else, and then a voice. And then, you know, their voices are being used, you know? And there's this whole thing about rumors about is James Earl Jones playing it, you know, and is he doing it? And so it's just, I, I feel like at the end of the day, fam, this literally might be Star Wars episode 3.5. That's that's literally how I feel. I'm expecting like all these awesome things to go in. There's a reason why this project took so long. There's a reason why Deborah Chow was literally held in place, didn't work on anything after Mandalorian season one and was put here. There's a reason why they kept these secrets for so long. And I feel like Kenobi is about to be that show, fam. Like, my goodness gracious. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. Joel, Pat Jackson, Salmon is Prime, Soda Fam, Cry Boy, and of course, Bongo's Galaxy for the Q&A. You all are so incredible. You have no idea how much I, I straight up can't wait to uh, do podcasts with you and listen to you and, and upload content because you all literally are the reason why I think about every day, man. I wish I could do content every day. My computer's getting getting worse. You know, work is just getting busier. Um, but you know, if I can, if I can somehow find the way of funds and, and get a better computer, I think uh, making a video, making videos would be so much easier to pump out. It won't take hours. It'll take like 10, 15 minutes, and I bam, you guys will get content all the time, and we can finally get this community going, right? So let's go. So I talked about Star Wars uh, Visions 2 pretty well with the uh, Soda Fam thing. So I'm just actually going to skip that since we talked well about that. But I'm so excited, okay? I I want more... F- this is what I can say is I want more... I can't know. I don't even think the Ronin can even get a story because he got a novelization. But it's not canon, though. So maybe they can retcon it and just make something else and then they make, it, make another, another novel. Um, but who knows? I'm not sure how much uh, Emma worked with the creators of the Ronin. But, you know, I'm down for another. So I would love to see more of the Ronin. I would love to see more of the, uh, the other. I would love to see more of uh, the Village Bride. And, of course which is the most popular one i would love to see more of the ninth jedi to give me that and all those universes i think are perfect i don't think any of the other ones would be too crazy well i'm okay with the twins honestly i think the twins is, is okay too I, I like that. Um, I'm okay with it being so outrageous and, and wonky and crazy. I would love to see the twins. Maybe they, uh, maybe there's a greater evil in the in the galaxy because they they're, they weren't necessarily evil, right? They just kind of had this squabble, and then one realized that you know they were just calling to the force in some other different fashion. Who knows? You know, I I would love to see more of it. Let's go. So uh, recently, another Star Wars video game was actually announced, and it was the same person that does the Uncharted games, and it's so crazy too because let's see who uh i don't know her name but i know that she was working previously on something and this is why i want to talk about okay who created the uncharted games amy hennig who i believe is i don't know if she created them but i know that she is uh the game director and the script writer for naughty dog who essentially created or who essentially worked on all the uncharted games so yeah um it's crazy because I remember this is the time where I I, I wasn't homeless, but I was always try, struggling to find some place. I didn't have some place for my own. I was literally just crashing with people. But I did remember the one time um, that I was able to watch stuff. I was literally watching the I think it was 2015 E3 or 2014 E3, and uh, they finally had just like stuff. Or maybe it was 2016. Who knows? Uh, they they finally was like it was like the first year 
uh, EA had, was really bringing out all their titles for Star Wars, and they showed this video game where this uh, smuggler-looking guy had walked out on what looked to be Tatooine with Imperial kind of... Uh, I, I don't know, the, uh, flags that were kind of draping alongside of this building. And then I think there was a Star Destroyer that was uh, kind of lingering over very similarly to Rogue One. Um, kind of, it was just, you know, over, uh, there was a certain way. It was basically inhabited in the space uh, and they were occupying this world. Um, and I remember TIE Fighters were flying by and I was like, oh my God, what is this game? And there was concept art that they were showing. This was Project Ragtag. And of course, uh, Project Ragtag is also the same game that got canceled, which was one of the one of the many games that E3, uh, E3, <laughs> EA had canceled. So it's kind of whack to me that um, they canceled that game, but I'm, I'm also just very happy that Lucasfilm Games understands like what's happening. You know, this is the whole reason why Lucasfilm Games was created. They were going to literally, you know, kind of uh, rectify, uh, you know, really uh, uh, atone for all the pain and suffering that Star Wars video gamers, uh, passionate enthusiasts, uh, so we're suffering from all these canceled video games. And now that we finally have it, now it's coming back. And now it seems like, honestly, we're getting Project Ragtag revived. They may say it's a new game. They may say it's not the same game, but I definitely believe there's no way. I mean, it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's a, it's a duck, okay? And I'm telling you right now, it's a duck. This is, <laughs> this is happening. We got Quack Quack here and Amy is coming in here and Amy Hennig's going in here and she's going to bring back Let's listen, Lucasfilm Games. This game is going to be beautiful. This game is going to be sick. You know, single player, story driven games. Yeah, this is awesome. Look at Jedi Fallen Order. I could do something even just as good as that. You know, and I and I want that. I want that so bad. But here's the thing too: is I also want multiplayer. I want to. I also want a multiplayer aspect of these Star Wars games because that's the only issue for me. Is like, man, man, the st stories are so good. I love playing them. But after that, I mean, that's really it. And I'm not trying to. I'm only ever a completist. For one game, and that's Halo. You know, I'm I'm only trying to do that for Halo. You know, Pokemon too. Sure, all right, all right. You got me. You got me. It's Pokemon, okay. But after, outside of that, nah, I don't know, man. You know, I it's it's very hard for you know a 30 plus year old right now to game in this world. You know, working paycheck to paycheck and dealing with everything else. I definitely do not have the time that I used to. So, you know, sitting and, and spending so many endless hours on my free time is just not something that I can do like, uh, you know, like I used to. So that's why I feel like um, I need more incentive to play video games. And that's why multiplayer is, is so much easier for me to get involved with that because I can just, you know, literally, like, that's why I love Pokemon, right? Um, and uh, when I play Pokemon Sword and Shield, I just go online and I, and I connect with matchmaking. And then we all take out the, uh, the uh, Dynamax Pokemon, the, the, the Gigantamax Pokemon, you know, I love that how I'm just able to e easily just play where I'm at, anywhere in the house, and go with internet connection. And then of course, yeah, sure, if I got like an hour or something, I need to fire something up really quickly. I feel like um, if I want to drop in easily to like quick play match, you know, or solo queue, whatever it is, and I can just go, you know, or maybe that one night where, yeah, all right, I got like two hours to spend, someone else is on, let's go, you know, we're partnering up, we're doing up, we're getting a squad, we're going in. And uh, single player, it's just, not that same where, unless I'm looking for something, you know, unless there's some type of crazy lore to this story where I'm just trying to dig in. But the thing is, is like with those games that aren't open world, 
um, where infinite possibilities are happening, that's not something that I'm going to do. You know, unless it's like a Skyrim, uh, I'm I'm essentially not going to be doing that. But every single Star Wars game is is good for for Star Wars. We need Star Wars. We need more Star Wars video games. And I think I saw something too that had said, "Oh man, there's so many. There's a hell of a load of Star Wars video games coming out." And I was like, "There, there really isn't though," because Star Wars Eclipse as many people want to appreciate it and how awesome it is, that game's not coming out anytime soon. It's not going to come out anytime soon. And and then, even if there is going to be, like, positive stuff surrounding that game, with the, the direct, excuse me, the, the developing studio always has so many issues. You know, there's so many people that need to be removed from it, you know? So, there's just, uh, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about for that game, because even if it looks like it's positive, I just feel like there's going to be so many issues down the road um, when that game finally starts developing traction again. That issue is always going to come up, and until that issue is fixed, there's no there's no real reason to think that this game even exists at this moment, you know? Uh, because just for t- disappointment, you know, we all know how that is. And then, of course, you know, like Battlefront 3, I don't know what's going to happen that doesn't exist. Jedi Fallen Order 2, yeah, absolutely. That one's that one's live. Star Wars Hunters, yeah, that's alive. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for that to, to go on the Switch, Hope hopefully soon. Um, but outside of that, what, what is the next one? That's it. I think that's it? No, there's probably something else. Um, oh, that's right. There was the tactical game. And then there was a shooter game. I think it was an FPS game, right? But those, uh, so those have probably been worked on for maybe less than a year now, I would say. Because usually when they go to announce it, stuff has been happening. So. I guess we're going to see, you know, E3 is going to be coming up, or summer is going to be coming up anyway, and that's where a lot of the game show stuff is kind of released. Maybe we'll get a trailer, maybe we'll get some type of CGI thing. Um, I would love to see gameplay, or at the very least understand what the games are, but as of right now, we're still hurting as Star Wars fans for video games, but I can't wait. Um, I still think the future is bright, and this is a very awesome step in the direction, and I hope to see more. Let's get it. What's the next game that we need to get, bring back? Bounty, Star Wars 1313, man. Let's go. Bring some multiplayer. Open world Mando game. I'm down. Multiplayer. Co-op. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's put a let's go inside the chat if you want a freaking open world co-op Mando game, right? Okay, so now here we go. Let's do this, okay? Hayden Christensen not done yet with Darth Vader. Now, I'm actually going to play this clip, and I'm actually going to uh, give you some audio description of what's happening here. Now, this is a interview, uh, a very short interview at Hayden Christensen's, I think it's launch party, or maybe it's the re- uh, the reveal, the screening, the first screening of Jumper, uh, which he was in. And this is, this reporter catches him, and this is what they say. So, um, uh, so it looks like they just, uh, they just announced Star Wars Clone Wars. And, um, and he's like, yes. Yeah, so, um, it looks like that she's asking about the, uh, voice. Okay, yeah, and so, she, and then she says, have they talked to you about voicing Anakin? And he said, they, I, I never got the call. And he's like, I never got the call. He's shaking his head. He seems a little upset. And she asks him, um, would you be into it? And then he says, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, I would love to. And he says, so tell him to ask me about that, and I'll... I'll be happy to lend my voice. And then she says, is there any interest in reprising Anakin's role outside of that? 
And then he says, I'd be happy to do the voice. I, w- I would definitely. Yeah, he said, I would love to. Th- that'd be a neat thing for me to do that. Outside of that, I don't know. And, and, and see, here's the thing is like, I remember seeing this like two or three years ago. And I was really bummed because <clears throat> back in the day where I was like a super casual fan, I had this issue. I was like, why don't they get the actors? to do the voices you know <laughs> so i had that i had that i i always got really upset it's like why did they do that i didn't understand you know and so it was really hard for me to kind of get into the expanded universe stuff like clone wars uh because you know i just didn't understand how the main actors were in it i just didn't i couldn't understand that there was voice actors and you know a budget and things like that you know i just i was just a silly kid who didn't understand right you know and now when I hear that, though, you know, there was a, a I mean, don't get me wrong, dude, Anakin's, vo- Anakin's voice actor in the Clone Wars and everything else is, is awesome. He's incredible, okay? Um, this is not a shoot at him, trust me. This is not a shoot at any of the voice actors. It's just how back then things worked. And it probably, maybe it was because Anakin's, maybe Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, man, those, those two names in the same sentence just didn't go well, you know? Maybe they wanted to get away from it, you know? I don't know. But this is what I love up about this is because it seems like they're not making the same mistake that they did back then, right? Hayden Christensen in a rumor recently said, the extent of this journey remains to be seen, referring to Darth Vader and him playing Darth Vader outside of the Kenobi series. And this is the this, this is what I'm talking about, okay? And I have such a huge issue. As much as I love Star Wars, as much as I love Lucasfilm, I do not like it when they go away from projects because they are not well received. The sequel trilogy is the best example of this. The prequel trilogy is the best example of this as well. Why? Because after the prequel trilogy, Star Wars was essentially done, right? Hayden Christensen was nowhere to be found. Ian McGregor was nowhere to see, nowhere to be found, right? From Star Wars, at least. And now, from you know, because of Disney, whether you want to say it, because of Disney, because of the demand, we have this again. You know, we have Anakin Skywalker, we have Kenobi, you know, we have these characters. And here's the thing is me too, is like, it's the same thing with the sequel trilogy because I feel like Ray Finn, oh my God, dude. And Poe, here's the thing, man, I'm gonna say it. All right, and I don't know if you, if you're all are gonna agree with me, but I think Daisy Ridley, John Boyega and Oscar Isaac are really good actors and actresses, okay? They are stellar and i don't think the sequel trilogy did them justice in terms of their acting ability it's, and that's the thing too is like i'm watching moon knight because there is nothing else for me to watch these days and i just saw episode was it five i think and i'm just sitting here and i'm just like dude oscar isaac is so good i'm watching the show because poe's in it you know and that's the thing, it's like, the most recent episode, I'm just watching him just go from, you know, this, these two characters, Steven and Mark, right? And it's so funny to hear him talk that way, you know, because I, I've heard him talk in so many other interviews, but it's, but it's just it's just incredible. That's what it is. It's just, it's so crazy how he can go from back to back, you know, so easily. And I, I just feel like they they didn't get it, man. They, they just didn't get enough of what they should have to really show. Um, their acting abilities to really show the characters and the, and the depth and there's so much that you can do John Boyega, Daisy and that's a thing too is like they've had three movies okay that define five years essentially six years and that's the thing is like 
they're just getting started. They, 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 I know they did. They didn't even get started. The the sequel trilogy was essentially a time to separate yourself from the original trilogy. Uh, the original trilogy, and that's what I feel like. That's what the purpose of that sequel trilogy was for. No more Emperor. No more Luke Skywalker. No more Leia. No more Luke. Now it's just the characters, you know? Shoot, even Skywalkers in, in general, and of course this is not, this trust me, this is not me shooting at Rey, okay? Because Rey's a Skywalker, I'm, I support that 100%. I don't care what anybody says Rey is a Skywalker, but from a bloodline perspective, you know, they are gone. And this is the opportunity to do anything. This is the opportunity to do everything. And you have that here now. So go out and get these actors and don't repeat what you did back in 2005, 2006, where you let someone like Hayden Christensen go because you believe that you made him believe that he wasn't wanted. And that's ultimately why that character w wasn't his voice. You know, but again, you know, I, I'm only know, I only know what what they say from this interview. You know, maybe they did contact him. Maybe they did not a call. Maybe he just said, no, that was it. I just want to, you know, have a life. You know, who knows, you know? But the thing is, is like, I'm watching him now in these interviews and he seems so excited. It does not seem like someone who doesn't want to go outside to the gas station because they're noticed as Anakin Skywalker and now they're going to have to debate about whether or not Anakin Skywalker is complete, you know, female dog compared to Darth Vader and they made Darth Vader seem like a wimpy sissy, whatever, whatever, you know, it's just all these silly things back then. I remember hearing talked about and, and thrown around for my favorite character, Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> you know, and now I just feel I, you know, the, the, the dude, the dude even watched every episode of Clone Wars in Star Wars Rebels to understand his role even more. No one does that, man. No, like nobody, nobody, like, actors are known for not wanting to play a role very long you know like look at all the superhero roles you know sure maybe there's someone out there that i don't know in particularly that would love to play a certain character over and over and over but i feel like with those things ugh, man dude it's, it's just really hard for these people to finally uh to, to understand that yeah you know these actors have roles and in, in lives and they just they don't want to be defined by one role their entire life um but at the same time man, dang dude we have them here now they're alive you know let's use them as much as we can you know let, let's get it going and, and until they until they get bored until they get tired and until they don't want to do this anymore you know it's the same thing with Ray. what she said you know after the the sequel trilogy was over you know those reports were coming out saying the love was gone the love was just gone I don't know what happened, but, you know, after The Last Jedi, the love was there, and then as, after Rise of Skywalker, the love was gone, and then she had that most recent interview where she said, uh, someone had asked her about uh, if you would ever play Rey, and she was like, I will always be Rey, you know? So, like, it's just right there, man, you know, like, John Boyega said it, you know, did, did Oscar Isaac say it? I don't know, I've never heard of him, but two out of three, baby. I'm here. I'm, I'm such a dude. I'm such an ambassador for getting more Star Wars. That's what I am. It, it's not about what you think in, in you know, your agenda, whatever it is, man. I just want to see more Star Wars and I want to see these characters continue to flesh out, man. That's why the expanded universe is so amazing because you have Luke from right after, from literally right after uh, he, you know, right after uh, Return of the Jedi and then years and years and years after he even exists 
mean, and, and that's what's so beautiful of a history. It's very, very Tolkien-esque, you know, in terms of writing is that's what's so beautiful and that's what's so unique about Star Wars is it's on one fine timeline and you can just continue to flesh out and talk about it, man, and, and, and read about it. And I love it. I will never stop being excited for this franchise because of the potential it has, whether it's going backwards or forwards. And I just hope to see anything, everything totally fleshed out. Let's go, fam. Give me it all. Thank you so much. Man, that's hype. So the last little bit here is like, I've been watching Clone Wars and Bad Batch like every single night. Uh, I just rewatched the last season, uh, season seven of Clone Wars. Uh, man, it is so good. <laughs> I'm probably gonna watch it again uh, just because uh, it is uh, it is so good, you know. And uh, Kenobi, it's so good in, in twine into Kenobi, and I feel like I have to watch Bad Batch, and of course I'm gonna watch Revenge of the Sith, um, and just get get stoked up, man. Just get really excited. All the uh, Order sixty six stuff is is really getting in on it, and I can't wait to see what else is going to happen with uh, the Kenobi and Order sixty six. And it's just going to get me more hype because we are literally days away now. We are less than a month away. It's time. It's finally here, fam. Kenobi is coming. There, it's and it's real. It's real. The ship is. It's real it's real it's here it exists you know it's true Kenobi's happening man like we are so close it's about to happen so yeah man um, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast thank you so much for uh, allowing me to sit here and talk about Star Wars I literally uh, cannot do it without you so thank you so much fam because another week and we're here inside the dark temple coming in visited by mirror jade luke skywalker and kyle katan and so many other force sensitives like yourself i am lord dagavira and thank you so much for being around i'll see you fam deuces